Hello, this is for the Love of Film Podcast. I'm your host, Scott David Chase. On this episode, I'm going to talk about four films and then one TV series. I'm going to talk about the film The Turning, which is based on uh, The Turn of the Screw by Henry James. Uh, I'm going to talk about Color Out of Space, which is based on The the Color Out of Space by H.P. Lovecraft. Um, the film Bell. Uh, I'm going to talk about the new Netflix slash BBC television mini series, I guess, uh, Dracula, and then the new Guy Ritchie film, The Gentleman. So, uh, first off, uh, I saw The Turning, which is uh, a remake or an interpretation of The Turn of the Screw by Henry James, which is a uh, classic uh, horror short story. I was looking forward to this film tentatively. Uh, it stars Mackenzie Davis, who um, was fantastic in the film Tully, and ha- you know she was really great in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and has popped up in a bunch of other stuff. She's a Canadian actress, and I, I like Mackenzie Davis. Uh, it also stars Finn Wolfhard, uh, m- most well known from the Netflix show Stranger Things, but also uh, the new Stephen King film films It. Uh, it also had Brooklyn Prince, who she was great in The Florida Project. She was a child actor. And Jolie Richardson in a very small role in this. And uh, it was interesting because she's also in The Color Out of Space. Um, uh I'd seen the trailer for this film quite a few times going to the theater in the last, you know, uh, the last season, you know, the last three months or so. I probably saw this trailer a good 15 times, and it looked like it could have potentially had some interesting things in it, um, some tension. Um Ultimately, I mean, I mean, I knew it was coming out in January, which is traditionally a dumping ground for studios to get rid of stuff that's not necessarily uh, doesn't work or uh, you know is been in in uh, reshoot hell or you know it, basically problem films get dumped in January, February a lot. So and then when the week it came out, I discovered that this film was PG thirteen. So I figured it probably wasn't going to be an amazing horror film, which it was not. Uh, I, I will say th- uh, the first the first hour or so was very interesting. It was all atmosphere and tension building, and we weren't sure um, really what was happening. Uh, it's a, a young woman becomes a private tutor for a too, too wealthy or two orphans from a wealthy family. Um, and we learn pretty quickly that she is just the latest in a long line of nannies slash teachers to be with these children. Um, we don't really get a sense of Kate, uh, played by, uh, Mackenzie David. Um, what she's like before here and um you know she's has tension with the with with the son played by Finn Wolf Wolfhard 
uh, and they and Brooklyn Prince, who's a young girl, it, they seem to get along, but it, there's something off about the girl, which obviously uh, we find out about later as the film develops. But it's kind of a when it turns to what ultimately is just a kind of run of the mill ghost story slash haunting. Uh, it becomes really kind of trite. And also, uh, the, the director, uh, Floria Sigismundi, who is most well-known for music videos and you know has, definitely has a visual flair, um, she didn't really know how to end the movie, so she didn't. She, she had three different endings that kept, you know, ultimately the character wakes up and is like, oh, that didn't happen at all. And then she's in a new situation, and then that doesn't happen, and then ultimately the movie just ends and the credits roll, and you're left with no answers as to what happened. Um, was this all real? Was this all in her head? Um, and we don't know any resolution for these characters. So it was ultimately very unsatisfying. Um, like I said, the first like two-thirds of the movie... It seemed interesting, but then it just went nowhere. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, I would give the turning a four out of ten. Then I saw the Color Out of Space, which I was hesitantly very excited to see, uh, or at least interested. So, um, you know, based on H.P. Lovecraft story, stars Nicolas Cage, uh, also Jolie Richardson, and then uh, Madeline Arthur. Uh, Tommy Chong has a small role and. Korianka Kilcher, who is Jewel Kilcher, the you know the leads the the folk singer Jewel, it's her cousin, um, who I had seen her, you know, fifteen years ago in uh, the New World, the film The New World. But uh, more importantly, it's the it's the return of Richard Stanley. It's it's his first completed film since the film Hardware, which came out in the early nineties. Uh, Richard Stanley, very famous for. Um, being the original director for the the ill-fated Island of Dr. Moreau film that, that starred Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer. And there was a fun little Marlon Brando Easter egg in this film. But, you know, it was, it, it, it was excited to... I was excited to have Richard Stanley back. Uh, he's done some interesting genre pictures in the 90s. And, you know, I was looking forward to seeing what Island of Dr. Moreau would have turned out... Uh, uh, had he directed that, and last year um, I covered the documentary about the unmaking of that film. But um, this is definitely a gonzo performance from Nicolas Cage. I'm not sure how much direction Richard Stanley gave him, how much of it was just, I'll cast Nicolas Cage and let him do his thing. Um, the character, it seemed to have a duality that developed, you know, halfway through the film and I mean it seems like it was an intentional choice whether or not it was the directors or Nicolas Cage's it it's very jarring it's uh you know he's he's an actor who goes for it a lot but not always with the best results and this certainly falls into that category um there was some really interesting stuff done with the visuals um to make this uh film because ultimately at its essence, it's about a alien presence that comes to Earth on a meteorite, and 
instead of it being a creature, it's actually a color, like a flash of light, and uh, it manipulates and uh, changes things that it comes in contact with. If if you saw the film Annihilation two years ago, uh, it's it's a similar sort of idea to that, but uh, not as well executed. Uh, you know, definitely has a lower budget. There there were some visually interesting things, but um, you know, I was I was glad to see it. I I like to support science fiction and horror, particularly when it's done, you know, well. Um, I was curious to see Richard Stanley. This is Richard Stanley's new film, and when I saw it in the theater, it was a Fathom event, so, you know, Fathom is this company that puts movies in theaters for one day, stuff like that, when the, the movie production company can't afford to release a full theatrical release, so they did that, and there was a Q&A from the premiere that was uh, moderated by Patton Oswalt, the comedian, and um, had Richard Stanley and Nicolas Cage answering questions, and that was interesting. It was only about 10, maybe 15 minutes after the film, but, you know, I enjoyed it. But, yeah, ultimately, it'd be hard to recommend this film. Um, I much it, it was the same studio that made Mandy, which also starred Nicolas Cage last year, so I was sort of hoping for another weird, un unheralded gem, but this is not quite that. But I would give The Color Out of Space a 5 out of 10. Um, next, I saw the film Bell, which actually came out in 2013. I saw this on home video. My friend Jenna recommended it to me, saying it was a film that she really enjoyed, so I was curious. Um, I wasn't familiar with it beforehand, but it is a historic uh, account of uh, Lady Dido Elizabeth Bell, uh, and her cousin, Lady Elizabeth Murray, um, both English noble ladies in the 1780s. Uh, 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 it's it, you know there's a there's a painting of the two of them that's very famous, and it's, it's sort of the story of how that came about. Uh, Dido Elizabeth Bell was of mixed heritage. You know, uh, she was uh, her mother was was a slave. And, uh, or I'm sorry, a servant, not a slave, which is an important distinction, uh, who, you know, she was born out of wedlock, but, uh, was her, her father acknowledged her blood, uh, you know, her heritage and brought him to his, 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 his family's estate, uh, where the, her great uncle, uh, William Murray, who was a, a, a judge, raised her along with her cousin and uh, as an adult uh, it was it dealt with the issues of class and racism and you know in the in the story she was also part of a historic uh, case uh, uh, involving slaves who had been drowned on on a slave bearing vessel and you know an insurance claim against that and ultimately the results of that case uh, which was oversaw overseen by by her great uncle um ultimately the results of that ended up uh ending slavery in england um you know much much earlier than it was ended in the united states so it was interesting and um you know it was a compelling story um the the lead 
uh, played by Juju Mabatha Ra, which I was not familiar with her before, but she's has a body of work uh, over the last ten years, and I'm interested to see other stuff that she's done. She did a great job. Um, Tom Wilkinson did an admirable job as always as her uncle, and then um, you know uh, a, a bunch of other. English actors that I wasn't familiar with, which, you know, it's a period costume drama, but it, it, it was certainly a notch above the average film like this. Uh, it, it was a piece of history that I wasn't familiar with, so I was, you know, it was compelling and entertaining for me. Um, I, so I definitely appreciated watching it. Uh, uh, I thought it was very well done. I'd, I'd give Bell a 7 out of 10. Uh, next is not actually a movie. It's a TV. I, I I can't even say miniseries because it's a BBC production, and this is typically how they do their their shows. They're shorter seasons than ours. Um, it's three episodes, all ninety minutes long. So, you know, it was still you know, all said and done longer than The Irishman, but I got through it in about a third of the amount of time it took me to get through The Irishman, which is. Uh, uh, Dracula, a remake slash reinterpretation of the Bram Stoker novel. Um, Again, this was something that uh, both my friend Jenna and then my friend Darren had mentioned to me that it came out. It it came out January first, so um, I'm a fan of vampire films in general and uh, Dracula specifically. Um, I enjoy the book. Dracula by Bram Stoker, and so this one kind of deals with Count Dracula through the ages, uh, starting, you know, approximately a uh, hundred and thirty years from present day. Uh, the first episode deals with uh, the you know Jonathan Harker's encountering Dracula at his castle, and his eventual escape from that and uh the second part is all about dracula's journey on the boat the demeter and then the third part actually takes place in present day where he's arrived at england and then uh how dracula would be handled uh slash dealt with in with modern technology and you know uh rights as far as you know uh, because he's captured early on, but then has to be released because they're like you're holding him against his will, and he has rights. And um, the first chapter, very compelling. They did some interesting stuff, and you know most film depictions of the novel Dracula kind of zip through Jonathan Harker's time at the castle, where this really delves into it. You know, it devotes ninety minutes to it. And um, they did an interesting thing with the character of Van Helsing, which I don't want to spoil it. Um, it is revealed in the first half, or in the in the first chapter, uh, the, the the first 90-minute episode, what's going on with Van Helsing. And they do some interesting stuff that deviating from the book, but still keeping to the core of the book. There is a, there is a scene with uh, Count Dracula... Uh, getting into a nunnery and uh, how he dispatches a lot of nuns, which was visually very interesting. The second part on the Demeter, not quite as great, but still pretty solid. Uh, Again, that's a part of the book that is 
often zipped through, and it was nice to see that expanded upon, and um, his relationship with the other passengers on board that boat. And um, then the third part, when it's in present-day England, I found far less interesting. The handling of Lucy Westenra, that character, is greatly expanded, but I, I don't think it's interesting, and there's a lot of potential for Count Dracula living in the modern world that's sort of introduced, but then ultimately just kind of discarded, not much done with it, and it, there's a thoroughly uh, unsatisfying end to the whole series, in my opinion, how how Dracula is ultimately dispatched is... It's kind of a non-event. Um, so, yeah, it started out great and ended kind of meh. Uh, there were some some nice visual things. Some of the makeup was kind of spotty. Clearly, this was sort of a limited budget because it was a BBC production. So it, some of that could have been better. Um, I don't know. There's something... It, uh Klaus Bang who 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 played Dracula went back and forth between being compelling and being irritating to me uh for someone who's supposed to be immortal he was I think he was slightly too old to play the role I mean he's not exceptionally old but my he he's in his 50s and you know he he his Dracula lacks a little bit of like physical elegance that I've always associated with Dracula, but, um, you know, he gave a good performance, and, um, Dolly Wells, an English actress who, um, has a dual role in this film, or in this series, uh, she, she's compelling pretty much whenever she's on, on screen, she, she's a very intriguing and, and somewhat bizarre presence, but, um, you know, I always enjoyed watching her, um, and then John Heffernan, who who played Jonathan Harker, I feel was like miscast. Again, he he was a little too old, particularly playing opposite uh, the actress who played Mina Harker, his his fiance and then later wife. But it was interesting seeing how the characters from the book were were cast and the roles were changed, but. I don't know. Ultimately, I found Dracula a bit unsatisfying. Uh, I would, I, I would give it a six out of ten. And then, uh, last but not least, I saw the gentleman, which is uh, Guy Ritchie's latest action crime caper film, which uh, I thoroughly enjoyed. I, I again because it's January, you know, late January, almost February. I wasn't expecting much, thought this might have been a, a film that was dumped. And I know that, you know, Guy Ritchie had directed Aladdin in 2019, the live-action live action remake of the Disney film, and that got pretty poor reviews, and a lot of it was blamed on Guy Ritchie's direction. So uh, I didn't have high hopes for this. Uh, I, I was a big fan of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and Snatch, and also Rock and Rolla. But it had been a while since he had done a film similar to that, and so I wasn't sure what to expect. And the the cast just more mostly new people uh, to his 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 um, 
stable of actors. Uh, Charlie Hunnam, notwithstanding, who's been in several of his films recently, but uh, you know Matthew McConaughey, uh, Henry Golding, um, Hugh Grant, and Colin Farrell, and, and it was a lot of fun. It was a if you if you like Lock, Stock, and Two Snook, Smoking Barrels and Snatch, you'll definitely appreciate this. Um, I'm not a huge Charlie Hunnam fan. I was never a big Sons of Anarchy fan, but he was great in this. Um, it was a perfect role for him. Uh, he was definitely believable as a tough kind of enforcer with a chip on his shoulder. Matthew McConaughey was definitely believable as the drug kingpin and um i really liked hugh grant in this uh playing against his typical casting uh and he played kind of a slimy weasel reporter and then but you know colin farrell was fantastic in this and he's one of those guys i mean i like colin farrell anyways and he's it's not a big role for him but every time he was on screen uh just captivating and really really did a lot with a character that wasn't uh wasn't a whole lot on paper. Um, made it just just an incredibly watchable character. So it's a lot of fun. I, I may go see it again, just because it's a it's a slow uh, slow time of year, and it's probably of the new films that I've seen so far, the one that I enjoyed the most. I mean, I know it's early in the year, but uh, yeah, um, it was fun. I was glad to have Guy Ritchie back doing what he does best, which is British um, middle-class crime capers. So uh, I would give the gentleman... uh, I would give the gentleman an 8 out of 10. Those are the movies I saw this week. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. Go see some movies. Bye.